the Lost at Home podcast. Here are your hosts, Scott Bear and Jeremiah Johnson. Welcome back to the show. My name is Scott. I'm Jeremiah. And we're here to bring you another episode of the Lost at Home podcast for the month of October. That's right. We are officially in Halloween month, although we actually kicked it off uh, right on the first last week with our first Halloween month episode. So we are, uh, I think we're, that means, that means we're getting officially Five, did we figure uh, episodes in I think for that Halloween? means yeah five Halloween episodes which is good because uh, we're already working on booking some guests we're not going to name drop this episode until uh, dates and times are confirmed just know that there will be some uh, horror related guests this month yes horror horror yes and uh, every time I say horror I realize I don't pronounce the second one, so sometimes depending on what I'm talking about, it sounds like I'm saying a whore. It's probably an East so, Coast thing. So I don't know if like horror-related guests, somebody be like, oh, they're getting horror-related guests, but uh, a horror-related guest is what uh, is what we're definitely getting. Just want to let everybody know that. Uh, if there are any horror-related guests out there that anybody knows they can get us in touch with, um, just, just slip me their phone number, DM Something like that. DM style. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, last week we did a full episode on clowns. If this is your first episode ever, we would suggest probably going back uh, to last week's episode and listening because it kind of kicks off our whole Halloween month uh, thing. We covered 17 states with clown sightings, and since then, the numbers have grown. And we actually, well, we, Jeremiah here, has created an interactive map that we'll be releasing this week on our website, lostzonepodcast.com, which will allow you to look at a Google map pinpointing every clown location so far. Yeah, yeah, the Google map thing is easy, and I've I've got some additional facts at some point I might uh, type up just so people kind of have a nice little uh, uh, update on, like, what happened where. I actually, at some point, want to create a timeline, but I know that... Uh, the internet is a uh, very short attention span, so if I want to do that, I have to get that done in like a week or so. Absolutely. So, and um, speaking of short attention spans, if we don't mention the Bambox right now, we're never going to. That's true. That is our sponsor, the Bambox. And if you go to thebambox.com, but if you specifically go to thebambox.com through our link mid-page on lostinopodcast.com and use offer code LAH10, you can get 10% off of the best subscription box on the market. Uh, this doesn't come with a, a t-shirt, a Funko Pop, an action figure you can find from a shelf and a keychain. Like 99% of other subscription boxes for geeks, this will give you a Hollywood replica, a signed item, a uh, original item, a print, an animation cell, just something you don't have. The kind of thing you would pick up at a, at a very high-end Comic-Con like San Diego or Montreal or uh, Boston or New York. It's the kind of thing you frame, display, hang, and case. Uh, your friends will be jealous of you, you'll be jealous of you, and you're going to want another month right after. So make sure you use offer code LAH10 at LostStonePodcast.com. The Bandbox link is in the middle of the page. You won't be sorry. And just because we're uh, shameless whores about our own uh, hey, show. whores, there's that word again. The word <laughs> of the day is whores. <laughs> We, uh, we're on TuneIn Radio. That is a digital radio app for podcasts and music. And if you go to the podcast radio network on TuneIn Radio, you can find us every Friday night at 11 p.m. right after the Mockers podcast. Uh, we're friends with them on Twitter. They're part of the hashtag Potter and Family Network. Mm-hmm. And if you uh, like them, you're going to love us. That's not a dig on them. We just yeah. we, we just really like us. Boy, if you got that kind of those kind of standards. <laughs> no, it just means uh yeah, we we have uh, similar uh, sentiments and Yeah, and if you like our stuff. show and you've been tuning in at 11, tune in at 10, listen to the mockers. Why not? You got nothing else going on. True that. If you're listening to podcasts on a Friday night, then uh well, I'm not going to say I feel bad for you cuz I don't. I feel great cuz now it means maybe you'll listen to us and you'll have a great time. You know what I was doing last Friday? Night. Watching Satanist videos on YouTube? Probably watching Satanist videos on YouTube. Actually, you know what? Uh, I actually watch that during the day. Um, but uh, that is, I'm glad you mentioned that because uh, I have, for the month of October, been rediscovering some... I'm, we're into horror all year. Like, Oh, absolutely. No matter, what, we, no matter but, what our show is themed, we're horror fans. Yeah, but the, no matter what, like uh, something about the the atmosphere of... like Something about Halloween, watching someone yeah, die. Something about that just gets me hard. And... 
the month of uh, Halloween, obviously, like it does, regardless of how into it I am, it just ticks up a little bit. So I started rediscovering um, some weird stuff on this uh, awesome YouTube channel called Occult Demon Cassette, which we talked about uh, like a year and a half ago. Did you know they wrote to us? Occult Demon Cassette? Yeah. No? I just saw it the other day. It was on our website. You know how we, you know how we have a page where people can contact us? Yeah. They, they contacted us. <laughs> okay. And you know how we never check it? Yeah, we didn't contact him back, did we? No, nope, but we have a, we have a message, and if you'd like to go read it, um, I won't spoil what it says. But... Oh, okay. Uh, I'll have to check it out because I really they're uh... they, they they know we talked about them and they oh. wrote to us. Oh, I was gonna say, I hope it's just like please stop mentioning us. And know here we are again. Nope, guess nope, what? No, no, no. It's all, I, I believe from memory, it's all positive. Okay, cool. Because uh, well, anyway, I'm mentioning them again because I think they're fucking awesome, and uh, and they have I, I stumbled across we uh, sort of an update or just a kind of a callback to a few episodes ago when we talked about Taylor Swift being a potentially a clone of Zena. Uh, I can't remember her last name. LeVay. She was born Zena LeVay. I can't remember what she is now, but she was born Zena LeVay. Um, and she was part of what they consider the first family of Satanism, the daughter of um, Anton LeVay, who actually created LeVay and Satanism, which is the one that was the first to incorporate as a religion officially, and the LeVay and Satanism, which is actually kind of the most popular of the Satanists, uh, and also uh, atheist of all things, too. Um, but... Um, Anyway, just uh, I, I just bumped into that. I thought it was a good little callback to that episode before. But also, if anybody wants uh, a little bit more, you may have Google image searched her when we were talking about how much she looked like Taylor Swift. Um, you get a little more of a sense of how much cooler she is when you actually see this interview. It's a crazy batshit um, a te- a televangelical uh preacher pastor whatever they are um yeah chatting them up uh, and at times trying to like convince them to come over to christianity and they are like having none of it and it's great like i i couldn't find any like real sparkly like quotes to pull from it or anything like yeah, that we don't we don't have but an audio clip it's a, to play no it's like but because but it's an hour and a half long it's actually some of it's pretty interesting but you might as well put it on just to listen to it so i was do at work and just listening to it um but it, i just bumped into it and thought it was a cool uh excuse to shout out de- occult demon cassette once again and i'll have to check that message out and get yeah we're gonna to uh we're gonna post the uh, actual video on our website so if you go to lostonepodcast.com and click on episode 136 which is the one you're listening to you will be able to see the YouTube video embedded right on the page. So cool. just go right ahead, click on it. Uh, you don't need to watch all hour and a half unless you choose to. But it's definitely uh, yeah, well, it, it can definitely fun a, to watch. I would say it's like a like a listen because it's just them sitting in like a like a te- like local cable access you know booth or something like that. But it's uh, it's just an interview, so you can listen to it and you can listen to. I think. The the Levays kind of got the best because they're atheists and they kind of they you know they jab at the crazy uh, you know batshit evangelical although he's not as batshit as a lot of them that we've um, talked about so it's actually kind of an interesting dialogue they have about uh, religion and Satanism so now at the top of the show we mentioned that we had been talking about clowns last week yeah. and we are going to be talking about witches this week and witchcraft. Uh, before we jump into that, though, we have two more updates, and these are from last week's show, actually. We had talked about clown sightings across the nation, yes. and we had actually made uh, specific mention that there were no Northeast ones. There was no, uh, what was they, it? They Maine, went as close New- to New New York, and that was as close yeah, as they no, got. Yeah, no, Maine, no, New no Connecticut, no, yeah, no, nothing. So. so, what we have now no are creepy clown sightings in both Vermont and New Hampshire. Since we're a New England podcast, we thought we'd start with the Vermont one, which is St. Albans, Vermont. Uh, I used to live in St. Albans. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah. It was a nice little place. It was... Uh, <laughs> I, I didn't do anything in St. Albans. I don't think I did anything but go to the liquor store on my on the way to my house from home, which... I mean, from home, from, from work in Burlington, and that was it. But uh, I lived there for two years. Yeah. No, um... Good Basically, story, Jeremiah. You should. I, that's why I just steamrolled <laughs> past it. Yeah. <laughs> I realized as I was telling like, this is a this is the b- most boring thing I've ever said in my life. It's like, hey, I used to live in a place that's there the same. Why don't you stop talking about the fact that there are clown settings there, and I'll talk about how I had a house sitting there and never did anything interesting in it. <laughs> Much better than the show, Scott. Go ahead and talk about St. Albans. <laughs> What basically happened was there was threats in St. Albans of clowns uh, that were going to appear, and someone said it was another school thing, right? It was another school related thing. It was at uh, BFA in St. Albans. Uh, But in also uh, New Hampshire, uh, police in Berlin, New Hampshire, Keene, New Hampshire, and Durham. Durham being a college town where Uh, uh, UNH is. Yeah, yeah, Keene is. And actually, Keene, I think, is best known now for 
their um, pumpkin uh, fest, pumpkin riot. Their pumpkin yes. riots, yes. <laughs> Which is uh, the, their pumpkin fest is huge, but they had the pumpkin fest riot. Was it last year, I believe, or the year oh, before? Oh, was it year last year, the year I before? Think it Time flies. Before. Yeah, it does when you're getting fucking old and can't remember shit. So. Yeah, we now have sightings in St. Albans, uh, Vermont, uh, Berlin, Keene, and Durham, New Hampshire. So, yeah, so we're gonna add those yeah. to the map. And, and actually, like since I made the map, I think there some been some uh, like six more states that I can actually have to add to the map. Yep. And some, and not we're not just doing state by state. You'll see in the map that it's actually pins on uh, specific locations of the state. So there are like we're up to like thirty some odd, maybe close to forty sightings uh, before adding these and some other ones. So and there's one pin that you're probably gonna have to put like an asterisk next to, or if you can change the color of the pin with some HTML. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can do um, a different layer of dead clown. Just yeah, yeah dead, dead clown clowns. sightings. Not dead clowns. <laughs> you know, but like one's red, like, red like their nose and the blood coming out of it. I, I was actually thinking of switching layers so you could look at the ones that were hoaxes versus. Is the ones that actually are like unsubstantiated. It's all about layers. time. You got to strike. Are, no hot. layers are really easy. So you just add okay. a layer, blah blah blah. So I just move some things over. But no. well, that's if you can do it, you can do it. Yeah. But uh, I won't. Dead clown. Fort Wayne, Indiana. <laughs> yeah, a, a critical condition clown, right? Or is there an update? Is he dead? I just want to believe he's dead because. She was shot in the head, man. That's a that's a resilient clown. Well, at this Send point, in the clown. At this point, this was inevitable. When you have upwards of 20, 30 states reporting just creepy clowns, threats, school closings, and the other kind of tricanery we talked about last week, in depth. Uh, by the way, go back and listen to last week's episode if you want to hear in depth on all of this. We actually had to like breeze through the last like three or four we did. because we were like it took an entire hour of the show. Yeah, it says uh, Fort Wayne police were called just after ten thirty p.m. Sunday to, and I don't, I won't get into the address, um, on the report of a shooting. When the police arrived, they found a man in a clown costume shot in the head in critical condition. Uh, Fort Wayne Police Department spokesman Michael Joyner said the white-colored SUV pulled up alongside the clown. A man was driving. Joyner said the man got out of the car, fired several shots, then the man got back in the SUV and headed north. And he said this isn't the first shooting that's happened on this street. They happen often on the street. But it's the fact that we've been told time and time again by different law enforcement officials across the country, if you dress like this and create a public yeah. incident, you you are at fault if this happens you you you're asking for it at this and point. most of most of the cops are pretty much like like listen we know you're not out there to hurt anybody you're just doing pranks but this is actually more for your safety yeah. than it is anybody else because when you terrify people like they might people react, react violently the fight or flight response is very true and people go into essentially shock and they'll just react to a situation like if somebody's freaked out and actually it was cool somebody sent us uh, I think maybe Christopher Ball shared it on your Facebook um, that suction cup like Peter's yeah, mask that was which creepy. creepy as shit this like, mask that you like put on somebody's window that, that they eventually I'd took shoot off my the own shelf. window out yeah, they, <laughs> that was like, in Canada they removed it yeah from they stores. Re they removed it from stores in Canada for that so uh, but yeah so people it's get fight really or flight out. it's like if you're a Trump supporter it's fight if you're a Hillary supporter it's flight yeah and and, and then fight from afar sneakily yeah. <laughs> exactly <laughs> all right um. Yeah, um, that basically catches us up on clowns and uh, Satanism. Yeah. So I think it's time to move into a completely different subject matter, which is witchcraft. I wish we had like a like a little song there, but there's no witchcraft song, is there? If there was, if there is, it just happened. <laughs> I love that we edit as we go. And, this, and I'm going to love listening did, back because it might be there. And then again, did, it might not. Did, did you listen to my lazy um, fixing of your colloquial last week? Oh, no. Should I? Uh, all I did is I just, I, I was like trying to find, I was like, how do I do this? And I just typed it into the computer. Like, say, so it's just the colloquial. Like, <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I was like, fuck it. That's going in. So, all right. I'm going back yeah. and listening now. All right. Uh, yeah. So which is, uh, we're, I think the way that we're, we're not necessarily saying we're theming Halloween month this way, but we started with clowns. We're on to witches. Now we're on to witches. Um, we'll see what happens next week. We don't I'm, know. I'm thinking next week, and I was going to bring this up to you, uh, is that uh, we had a story back burnered about uh, real life vampires and vampire serial killers. I was worried so about was, that because we did blood so recently. Yeah, but that's, well, that's the one where it came from was blood. But we did okay. blood and we took the vampire stories out because we didn't have time to get to them. So okay. I was actually thinking about 
touching on real-life vampires, and we, we want to get into folklore as well. Okay. Maybe not next week, but one of the weeks this month, uh, because we specifically backburned that story knowing we could get to it in October. So. I don't dislike that, and I will encourage it. Uh, I will also encourage the idea that I thought maybe one of these episodes this month could be ghosts or poltergeists, mm-hmm. and people misusing those things to get away with things. So, uh, also, if you're a listener and you want to send us anything on Twitter, uh, at the Lost at Home, our official Twitter account, uh, feel free to send us any uh, vampire stories and or ghost stories that you think are entertaining and that we could use in future episodes. Yeah. And while you're there, uh, make sure to say hi to us using all sorts of fun emoji, uh, like a lot of modern-day witch pr- practitioners uh, who have entered the digital age with witchcraft into yeah. the use of emoji. Because is, are you too tired of getting up and getting your satchel of frogs brains and iron dust uh, and, and various and blood salt D and D die out to do your various crafts and spells you rather do them from the couch while watching uh Gilmore Girls or something or uh, what, what, well, what shows do uh, do people watch nowadays oh Gilmore Girls definitely <laughs> that, was, that was a very I have no idea what that was the first that's like 15 thing. years ago or what that was I've never... The I, daughter's now 40. <laughs> she has a Gilmore girl of her own. Yeah. The, um, uh, Sorry, Jerry. I don't know what you mean first. by that. I don't see I don't see gender. I, I just... I don't. A Gilmore person. Why don't you see gender? I just have a problem. I've gone to the doctor so many times. My man-wife is so pissed at me. <laughs> Well, um, okay, so what we ended up stumbling upon was actually, it's an article by uh, Vice.com, and it's, I I would actually venture it might be a little poking fun at the idea of witchcraft in a modern day and age, but it definitely does outline in very clear, uh, serious tone how to use emoji to craft a spell. And I thought it was worthy of just talking about something because there there are some examples. Yeah. Um, I like that you should surround your spell, first of all, with the crystal ball emoji. So your phone, when it's casting spells... Oh, by the way, you have to be updated to iOS 10 in order to you cast do. spells. Um, so If uh, you're below iOS 10, um, sorry, you're just not a real witch. Yeah, yeah, or you might be doing some really weird shit with it. Cause it's you can, like, yeah, you can also misfire some spells. Yeah, there were some glitches in that. So, so anyway, they, they wrote in a new algorithm, the new iOS, uh, for the Android updated their uh, software as well. So with emoji, you have to surround it by the crystal balls. So it's like almost like escape characters that are telling like, oh, hey, this is a spell. Yep. And uh, for example, uh, two crystal balls, and in the middle you put a magnifying glass and a key. That is an emoji spell to help you find your keys. Now, was there a an equivalent finder key spell like before this like is there actually i didn't do that kind of research uh i just thought of that question was there ever really a finder key spell um is i don't know how spells work i don't know how actual witchcraft witchcraft spells work so i would not know i'm I'm guessing maybe there's a spell for everything you and i are being listened to on an internet ready device most likely so we are in the internet age so i'm assuming emojis are the only way to cast spells now Oh, okay. So all like, old forms invalid. You heard yeah. it here first in the Lost Stone yeah. podcast. So you got to find oh, a. Done. So if you're like out there and you don't, you're like old luddite witch or something like that. You actually have to go find a public library, or whatever. Get on the computer, find yourself some emojis, and uh, and cast away. Beco- become a digi witch. Yeah, actually, speaking of uh, the 1990s, I was uh, recently watching. Uh, actually, I don't know when the Gilmore Girls came out. Was it the 90s? And also, speaking of, that was a few minutes ago. Um, I, I rewatched uh, The Craft recently. That was a pretty good movie. And Ginger Snaps. Remember that one? That was a really good movie, actually. I never saw Ginger Snaps. Ginger Snaps is werewolves. And I actually fucking love werewolves. By the way, uh, there also is a rumor. By rumor, I mean uh, the person who created it is said they're most likely going to create a spinoff of What We Do in the Shadows. There's supposed to be a spinoff called We Are Wolves. Yeah, not werewolves. the werewolf version Yeah, the of werewolf that. version of yeah. that. I still which, haven't seen that which, either. Which I am going to be so fucking excited about because it has uh, Rise Darby in it, which is like the, the best of all the Concords, even though yep. he's not one of the Concords. No, I kind um, of agree. His episode so, of the X-Files this past uh, season was the best episode of the X-Files this past season. But it's also getting a TV spinoff uh, in New Zealand, which is of the two cops that are just like complete morons. And apparently they are like supernatural cops. So each episode is them... Uh, kind of mockumentary style finding um, uh, like new weird uh, supernatural phenomena to investigate or whatever so that was just a little aside uh, I-, I love oh, that aside oh because werewolves uh, ginger snaps really good movie
I need to watch it. Yeah. I know it exists. I've been told for years I should watch it, and yeah. I, I will make it my homework this like, week. Like all, uh, like probably 90% of werewolf movies, it's about uh, girls uh, coming of age. So it's a, it's a, God, I was going to make it the worst stupid fucking pun joke. I was going to say it's a period piece. <laughs> oh my oh God. God. So stupid. I can't believe I almost did that. But you know what's also stupid? Yeah. Emoji. Oh, get, get, oh yeah! Get back to this. <laughs> no, absolutely not. Um, uh, honestly, based on time constraints for the show, uh, I, all I want to say is that if you want to go online and research emoji witchcraft, you can. It is literally yeah. a thing. You can get spells for we can, love in your life, bringing po- prosperity, um, shielding yourself from uh, people you don't want to, you know, be around. Uh, unbind. Um, sorry. Uh, let's see. Uh, unbinding after a breakup, whatever that means. Speedy passage for the TSA line. Calming vibes before an appointment, etc. Yep. All, all these have this quick little bloop, bloop, bloop. You can save it as a shortcut. And, and they've actually mentioned that if you don't want to be embarrassed by sending these to your friends uh, via Facebook or Twitter, uh, you can actually just send it to yourself through uh, Slackbot chat. Um, you can literally... Uh, oh, they're really up to date. You, you, yeah. can, you can send the emoji of the spell to Slackbot and let it just... Uh, yeah, okay. So, uh, so there's like a slash Slack spell. Okay. Yep. Nice. No, they got really modern with this. Yeah. I, I'm impressed. It's like a witchcraft API out there. It's awesome. Now, what's a little different on the, the spectrum of witchcraft and how to cast spells and such is the fact that in Canada, it is actually illegal to practice false witchcraft. Yes. Yes, it's actually under their Fraudulent Practices Act. And at first I was like, how could Canada, a progressive uh, country, have something so archaic on the books? Then I read the law and I realized it's actually way more modern. It's it's very progressive. Yeah, it says, uh, this is quoting, Everyone who fundamentally, A, pretends to exercise or to use any kind of witchcraft, sorcery, enchantment, or conjuration, B, undertakes for consideration to tell fortunes, or C, Pretends from his skill in or knowledge of an occult or crafty science to discover where or in what manner anything that is supposed to have been stolen or lost may be found. So it's pretty much saying witchcraft is is bullshit and it doesn't work. So by paying, by charging money for something that is clearly bullshit. there to essentially take rob people of their money, it's a it's committing fraud because you cannot do that because. You cannot tell somebody's fortune. I think that it's interesting that fortune telling is essentially uh, not prohibited in Canada, which I was not aware of. The uh, the entirely man made, made up, and uh, ideally fictitious, though agreed upon by society, so thereupon followed laws. Yes. Say that it's a five hundred dollar fine or a six month jail term if caught. Yeah. So uh, I just think it's fine, funny that we, yeah. we we also call what they're doing as BS to protect the public. But it's covered under something that's, if you really want to get existential, also BS. A series of laws made up by a small group of people that we all agree on collectively. Yes, but they are they are literally taking facts to drive, or what they were trying to do is protect the public. It's the reason why you live in a republic and not a democracy. Oh, absolutely. Which is actually, we'll find out why you don't, why it's bad to live in a democracy much, much later when we get to people, you know, burning people alive and stuff like that. And why living in a republic is not a bad thing because you uh, elect a small group of people specifically to make laws to protect the common good. And in this case, they're saying fortune telling is bullshit because we can't because we actually care about science and being able to prove this, so oh, we're right, going pr- yeah. to protect the public from people scamming you out I was just, I was just being weird about yeah. saying, like, oh, it's a made-up thing being made illegal no, by a made-up thing. No, no it's true. <laughs> and, and we are, you know, we, we are all just uh, important relative to uh, our uh, initial little uh, tiny existence as we stand. We are the most important beings to the little uh, bacteria in our body, and we're a universe in and of ourselves, but we're also the least important thing because we are a bacteria uh, on the planet, let alone in the universe, so... But Let's unfor- just keep going. But unfortunately, no matter how insignificant you are or we are, depending on how you look at things... I'm very insignificant. I took that as being the most significant thing I've heard today. Wow. Does Blowing that mean- my mind. <laughs> 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 Getting real fucking existential here and fucking uh, deep on the Lost at Home You know, we should probably do. We should probably take a moment and, uh, and just let an ad roll so that we can get our sponsors happy. Maybe uh, keep the lights on here at the studio Mm -hmm. and uh, come back into the show strong with a little bit of history on witchcraft. Sounds good. Oh, Scott. 
It's you. Thank God. I've been all over space and time hoping to find you. I have terrible news about the future. You need to heed my very serious warnings very seriously. Oh, hey there. It's nice of you to stop in. Now, while I have you here, let me tell you a little bit about the BAM box. What's a BAM box? Can I eat it? In the future, all food is hoarded by the alien overlords who conquered Earth after we were weakened from the fallout from global warming. The BAM box is a mystery monthly subscription box full of hard-to-find collectibles, limited edition items, exclusives, and autographs. I don't know this word. Autograph? Is it something that we could uh, use, possibly, to prevent the eventual takeover? Bambox promises at least one autographed item in every box. Perhaps it's something consumable, then. Again, food is at a premium in the future. You must help. Last night, my wife and I ate dirt biscuits for dinner. One out of every ten boxes includes an extra autograph. She died later that night of dirt gout. Random boxes get one-up cards with upgraded items. For instance, I received a movie replica of the ring from Lord of the Rings that was upgraded from sterling silver version to a 14-karat gold version. The alien overlords have ensconced themselves in the entirety of Earth's gold supply. It pains me to look at it. If you've ever been to a big comic convention... I haven't, but I've heard good things. You know there are some really expensive, hard-to-find movie replicas available, as well as celebrities selling autographs. And other hard-to-find items. Oh, like, uh, like, like food, water, like, uh... uh Clothes I don't have to steal off of corpses. Subscribing to Bambox saves you all the hassle of traveling to one of the big conventions and waiting in line for hours, only to overpay for the geeky good merch you want. If you go to lostatomepodcast.com and click on the Bambox link at the top of the page, you can join a very exclusive club of very happy people. Happy? Past boxes have included a replica from Friday the 13th of the hockey mask worn by Jason Voorhees, autographed by the first actor to play him. Also, a full-size steel replica of the Batarang, replicas of both of the license plates from the DeLorean from the Backs of the Future series, autographed copies of Gen 13, Lady Death, as well as autographed prints by famous artists of interesting characters. Well, that all does sound pretty cool. I guess the future's future can wait then. Well, then if you're interested, head over to thelostatomepodcast.com and follow the Bambox link to their incredible site and make sure to use offer code LAH10 to get 10% off your first order. Well, maybe if all this Bambox stuff pans out, the future, it'll be A-OK. So there you hear it, and uh, just to give everybody a heads up, the theme for this month, this is, of course, Halloween month, um, it's pretty vague, it's just watching. We're in the early... Uh, early parts of the month here. Um, it's just called Watching, and on the ad it has uh, Freddy Krueger, Pinhead, uh, Jason Voorhees, and Michael Myers. Um, and they are pretty much promising to be teasing little bits and pieces about what might be in the box coming this month. So check out their website for updates on that, or just get a damn box and actually uh, and love it when it comes out. So um, that being said, uh, let, yeah, let's talk a little history. Want to uh, smack some knowledge into my dank. Yeah, we're going to back up a little bit. Um, several episodes ago, we did an entire show on blood. And we did it for a variety of reasons and with a variety of uh, uh, information that I think was a little, at least for me on a personal level, like interesting and important in a way that I hadn't really researched for the show in a while. It's something that kind of got us towards doing an all-clown episode and an all-witch episode is... Uh, one of my favorite parts of this show is doing research for it. I, I enjoy learning new things. And we had touched on uh, Pope Innocent VIII in our blood episode because on his deathbed, he attempted to drink the blood of three uh, well-drained young boys. Yeah, I think they were like 10-year-old boys. 10-year-old right? boys yeah. to uh, to try to stave off death. And I, uh, I found out... I've, and it didn't work. I found out later that it's they don't have to be 10-year-old boys. It's because you have to drink the blood of three people that equal the number 30, because 30 is a very divine number. So actually, you wow, could... Wow, that's uh, very interesting. Yeah, so you could... Uh, I made it up, but um, it sounds interesting. Dude, I like I, if you had not said that, like you... like I could have spread that all over the internet. listener would be right now Googling the shit out of that yeah. and coming up with nothing. Uh, um, but yeah, um, during uh, Pope Innocent VIII's term, uh, I don't know what you call it when they're a pope, a term as pope. Um, papacy, yeah. Papacy. Yeah. Um, he was actually a, a papal mm-hmm. during what is known as the Little Ice Age. It was a time where Europe was in the grip of a freeze, uh, freezing weather, uh, crops were failing, crime was rising, and mass starvation was re- resulting in ever-increasing fear of witches. 
Um, all these elements basically were ripe for what had become known and is now known throughout history as the Spanish Inquisition. Um, the Pope was superstitious and, as far as we can tell, non-scientific to a degree of dangerous, horrific... Like, you, I mean, like a horror movie on the sky. I, I mean, like, for the day, which is 1400s... Non-scientific. For then, he was for, non-scientific. Yeah, for, and for the 1400s. This is that, and that, that is bad, yeah. I mean, we're not just talking about the drinking of the blood of children. When he was alive and well during the Little Ice Age, he was seriously afraid of magicians and witches both. Yeah, which is funny because this actually predates, like, the Salem witch trials and stuff by uh, about a century or so, right? So, yep. like, the fact is, like, it, it, it stuck around for a while after... Uh, he, the, he had the lasting fight. impact. Yeah. Um, he actually introduced a, uh, a papal bull, which is a... It's a form of, like, decree... This one was called the Sumus uh, Desideria Dantes. And this came out on the 5th of December in 1484. And uh, I'll read a little excerpt from it. It has recently come to our ears, not without great pain to us, that in some parts of Upper Germany, Mainz, Coin, Trier, Salzburg, and Bremen, many persons of both sexes, heedless of their own salvation and forsaking the Catholic faith, give themselves over to devils, male and female, and by their incarnations, charms and conjurings, and by other abominable superstitions, strategies, offenses, crimes, and misdeeds, ruin and cause to perish the offspring of women, the foal of animals, the products of the earth, the grapes of the vines and the fruits of the trees, as well as men and women, cattle, flock, and herds of animals of every kind, vineyards, also orchards, Meadows, pastures, harvests, grains. He <laughs> <laughs> loves listing shit. And the other also fruits known, of the earth. He's also known as the Great Lister. That's it. <laughs> that they afflict torture and dire pains and anguish. Oh, that's it? Not torture and pain and bumps and bruises <laughs> and scrapes? And both internal and external. <laughs> These men, women, cattle, fucks, hurt, and animals. <laughs> Well, I'm just gonna stop. You can't get. He's he just loves listing. <laughs> I was okay. I know that wasn't he, the okay, intention. Okay, no, he doesn't you. like listing. He just misunderstands how commas should be used. <laughs> they're rock slides to him. <laughs> to him, he doesn't realize where it was supposed to end. He's waiting for something to like get an and to squeeze itself in. He's like, uh, I gotta keep going until an and pops up. Okay. His his, his downfall was the Oxford comma. <laughs> Oh it just means you keep going, yeah, no, right? Oh shit! No, the Oxford comma. Um, uh, so I don't know actually what like the what the int- the takeaway of that was uh, honestly, because honestly, because I, I just it, got the listing out of it. Okay, so what it basically was was he was listing a lot of things that were suffering because of right. witches. Yes, yes, that that's what it was. I I, I remembered I knew what it was when I read it, and then oh, I he, got he I list, got he listed the hysterical. stuff you suffered. Yeah, the people who suffered. Where they suffered. <laughs> in their and, homes, their beds, the beds in the homes, the, the beds adja- out of the homes. The adjacent things that suffered. <laughs> yeah, the third party sufferers and the, yeah. Yeah, so, um, you know, uh, uh, this is a, a little random aside because we're talking about popes, but this does remind me, speaking of unscientific or anything like that, uh, I don't even know why this, because uh, this also might be a, 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 a little, I don't know, junction to get to a going out on song, but there's a band, Rasputina. You know Rasputina? Nope. Uh, very awesome cello. Uh, I'll believe you. Yeah, they're very awesome. We'll go out on one of their songs that is actually about uh, the the time when a pope, and this was actually in the 17th century, declared uh, capybaras, which are the large, uh, pretty I much. I love them. Giant gi- rats you can ride. Yeah, they're pretty much like giant guinea pigs in, yeah. uh, in South America. Yeah. And uh, he actually, at one point, the Catholic Church uh, declared capybaras as fish. Because people were starving to death when the settlers went down to, uh, to South America, and they during Lent they're not allowed to eat anything but fish. But the, apparently there was a problem, and they couldn't get enough fish to feed everybody. So the Catholic Church is like, yeah, they're in water most of the time. They're fish now, and uh, they've never been undeclared fish. So in South America, if you're around capybara, you could actually hunt them and eat them as fish, and still technically be okay in the eyes of the Lord. And we're gonna go out on Rasputina's song. Wow, that is some which I learned. I learned. I learned from Rasputina. The reason I thought about that is because he also had a re, um, 
They also had a uh, song about the year without a summer, which is uh, not related to the 1400s, but Little Ice Age is a thing. That's the, uh, I'm going to explain my whole thought process. No, that's great. No, it's, it relates back to the Little Ice Age, which was yes. literally one of the worst periods of Europe uh, in modern history outside of World War One and Two. Um, but yeah, during this period of time, the Pope actually got Heinrich Kramer to become uh, his Grand Inquisitor. This was when the Spanish Inquisitions were happening. Uh, Heinrich Kramer was a German Inquisitor, and he was in charge of creating a uh, polemic called the Malleus uh, Maleficarum, and this came out in 1486. And this is basically one of the most misogynistic pieces of writing material ever made. Well, because, because it essentially tar- it, it, it just put down witches. It, like, and, and magicians and, in light. And, and by and by witches, they were saying, like, uh, first of all, like, there were a couple of men tried to witchcraft at, at, during the Salem witch trials, but for the most part, anything wacky that a woman did all of a sudden became, like, like rolled into this definition of what witchcraft was and pretty much like, oh, those wacky ladies and their cycles and the crazy things that they do. I guess they're witches now. So that's where the misogyny came from is it very specifically targeted. Pretty much they would find a women, female practice and then like retroactively fit it into what witchcraft is. And what's amazing is this book was basically asked for by Pope Innocent VIII. He, he almost explicitly asked for this to be made although there's no, he was afraid of the witches there's no record of him actually like uh uh putting out a formal decree to have it written or there are not a lot of like official sponsoring it but yeah there's a lot of talk during the this time. is like a late 1400s i mean it's not like there's a ton of records on anything there so no this is what historians have uh kind of pieced together and what they assume is it yeah now, a, uh, a, a blog piece has been going around the internet, and this is what actually got us onto the entire subject of witches. And it's gotten popular enough where I'm sure a few of you out there have seen at least the headline on maybe someone's Facebook page or such. And it's that witches allegedly stole penises and kept them as pets in the Middle Ages. This is actually taken directly from Heinrich Kramer's book, The Malleus Mill. Maleficarum. I have a hard time reading that. Maleficarum. Yeah, Maleficarum. It's, it's Mal- Maleficarum. And it's uh, Hammer Hammer of the Witches, right? Hammer of the Witches. Also, I actually really like the German name, which is like Haxen, Haxen something. something. Haxen Witchery. Haxen something. something Hammer or something like that. Um, Haxen Hammer or something. Now, technically the book is a witch hunting manual. And it includes practically nothing of any kind of scientific or even historical significance outside of how people were thinking, responding, and acting at the time in what is considered a very dire time for Europe. Um, At this point, there were countless vicious murders of women who were being accused of witchcraft. And there, basically the book, I'm trying to put this eloquently, made life as any kind of woman who wasn't exactly how the church liked their women at the time. Like just a baby-making machine that cleaned. Yeah, Yeah, it made a living hell for anyone who didn't quite fit into that model of what a woman should be. So not unlike maybe, say, what a Donald Trump presidency would look like. Yeah. Oh, quite possibly, yes. (laughs) Fucking pigs. Gained a few pounds. That's not Trump. No... There is an account of the book and mentions of a phenomenon of witches keeping disembodied penises as pets yes. and feeding them oats and other nutritious grains. Been waiting to get to this. We might not even get to another story. Because Do you this want to read the hilarious. excerpt in the, the blue box? <coughs> um... Uh... Or do you want me to? You can go ahead because uh, I don't know what the blue box is, so... What shall we think of those witches who somehow take members in large numbers? Twenty or thirty? and shut them up together in a bird's nest or some box. Just some box. Where they move about like living members, eating oats and other feed. Wait, wait, excuse me. Are, are you are you alluding to the fact that these women are feeding the penises in a bird's cage oats and grains? Oh, and grains, but and other feed. But what, what, what exactly is the intention of this? Well, as we speak now, it is common talk. We all know this exists. Good, okay, but pretend I say was gone and didn't hear through the newswire that this was happening. Uh, why exactly are they doing this crazy thing? Well, possibly the man who ran the newswire should have gotten the word out, but without his penis, he was incapable of doing his manly work. Perhaps he's scrubbing floors now like a woman. Are they chopping the penises off? They are taking them through spells. Sometimes they vanish, sometimes they're ripped apart, but left with the male intact. 
Okay, I, I, I read here now in the Newswire that occasionally they are covered up by glamour. So the man still has his penis, but they have... How does the witch then have the penis to put into a birdcage? She makes a copy. Like a Xerox copy. What's a Xerox? It's something I read about on the Newswire from the witch. future, which is where witch. a... Oh, shit! <laughs> I take your dick! <laughs> I take your dick! <laughs> <laughs> That's the spell for uh, actually. I'm, I, kids in the hall, like I'm crushing your head. I, I actually want to take your dick. Okay, how about before the show goes up, we figure out what the emoji for the dick taking spell is? Because the two crystal balls, obviously the eggplant. There's got to be something with a hand. It's got to so. be a bird with a uh, an and a bird's net. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. So let's figure that out, and we'll post that. So, so. Anyway, I didn't even let I you like finish your little blue box, that. but uh, nope. I, I decided to just chime in as a, a very confused bystander from the past who I assume would – that somebody had to be like, wait a minute, uh, excuse me, um, have you found any of these uh, cock's nests anywhere? Well, that's the thing is that people would there's, – there's not historical reports, but there's historical Hysterical reports, yeah. written – Oh, somebody stumbling across like a like a nest of cocks. Well, Kramer within his own uh, uh, just like pickled dicks uh, on a shelf somewhere within his own air quote book because it was. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, He goes on to describe that one man's quest to restore. uh, He goes on to describe a man's quest to restore his missing member. Yes, Um, which is I think what every man's quest to ever do all the time, right? It says by his account, the poor castrated fellow approached a certain witch who instructed him to climb a particular tree. Where there was a nest containing many members, and he was allowed to take anyone he liked, like a key drop at a party or something like that. He'd be like, "I don't know, I I came in the uh, in the Honda Civic, but I'm gonna grab the Mercedes key and leave." No, no, just he 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 tried getting too fresh with the girl. She cut his dick off. He's like, "Can I have my dick back?" She's like, "Yeah, "Yeah, climb a tree." It's in that nest. He just grabs a little baby bird and shoves it in the hole that (laughs) was where you can have whichever one you want. There's only one, and it's a baby bird. That's your dick, then, you asshole. Blap. Yeah. Oh my God. So, uh, actually, this brought me to a journal that I actually wish I I, I would like to subscribe to, but it's a um, uh, educational journal, academic journals, which means they're fucking expensive. But there's a, a journal of folklore research that I think would be fucking awesome to see, like some archives from at some point. Absolutely. I feel like old uh, old folk folklore like this because that's where this uh, initial study, this penis paper, um, was written by this woman, um, uh, Moira Smith. In a, in a paper, a somewhat penis theft in Malaeus Maleficarum, right? Is that what you said? Yeah. Yep. Malaeus um, Maleficarum. Yeah. So, uh, like, at some point, I would actually like to not only read that, but I'm wondering what other little gems are sitting in this academic journal of folklore. So. Now, you don't even want to know how Heinrich Kramer says the uh, Malaeus Maleficarum ends for this guy who was told to go to the bird's nest. Did he find a bird? He picked the biggest penis in the nest. Of course he did. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this is mine. It's a big black cock. He's <laughs> This tiny white guy. Oh, no, yeah, this is the one I came with. And then uh, this dude's be like, hey, man, uh, I think that might be, you may have gotten mine mixed up with yours. And this, like, big black guy sitting there with a tiny white dick. The, the woman who told him his dick was in the nest, yeah. I'm putting this in layman's terms, um, saw the one he grabbed and told him it belonged to a parish priest and he couldn't have it. Oh, the priest gets the, oh, and that's like God's joke on the priest. Be like, yeah, I'm going to give you the big dick, can't use it. Yep, yep, that's pretty much it. So she actually, like, had, I feel like a sign-out board. You know, or like a library stamp card that like came with each dick so you could like rent one and like go and be like, oh, no, you can't have that one because that one belongs to the priest. And be like, oh, well, how do you keep track of these things? I have spreadsheets. Now, no matter how many spreadsheets you have, you probably couldn't keep track of the amount of trees that actually grew dicks between the 13th century and the 16th century. Because during the time of Pope Innocent VIII, we have uh, birds' cages and birds' nests full of living dicks that you could grab and mm-hmm. reattach and feed oats to. Yeah, which got to keep them alive. This needs to keep be like strong. an animated like web series. I feel like this could just like, be an anime, like or, uh, yeah, because yeah, some of the weird animes we've heard about, uh, that I could see one where it's just about like dicks that uh, just hang out, like a dick community. But uh, during the uh, the Middle Ages, from the 13th century to the 16th century, there were a lot of medical, historical, and scientific writings of phallus trees. They were penis trees flourished throughout Europe, that, that flourished throughout Europe, and according to a 14th century French manuscript, nuns would harvest penises from the trees, and... How do you grow I a want to penis know trees? what 
they were doing with them because there's no <laughs> like there's selling no, them as baguettes down the street. Yeah. I know because there was no description of what they did. It's just that the nuns would harvest them, and sometimes women <laughs> would go to the trees and pluck them, pluck some dicks. Yep, and we don't know what, but there are a lot of like between those years, the 13th century mm-hmm. and the 16th century, a lot of depictions in art and in journals and in writing of trees that grew fully erect penises. I need to, I, I'm going to make a note in the show notes that some, one of these days I need to write some kind of song or poem or something about penis trees because this is fucking gold. So, yeah, in, uh, in, 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 two, in the year 2000, uh, which makes it, that sounds like it's old, doesn't it? When you say like, and the year In the year 2000. Yeah, archaeologists uncovered a particularly impressive penis tree specimen, which means they found a mural from the 13th century in Tuscany. And it depicted a tree covered in male organs called the phallus tree. And all of the penises on it were disproportionately large to the people around them at the base, clearly in an aroused state. And around it stands eight women, two of whom appear to be fighting over a penis, and one who is trying to knock another off a branch. Ladies, ladies, there's plenty of penis for everybody. Pretty much. Another woman trying to knock a penis off a branch using a stick. <laughs> She's like, like a kid with a, like, yeah, like with an apple where you're yeah, like, you're jumping throw, the you're, you're throwing like a rotten dick on the ground at it to try to get the good <laughs> dick down. Dick. <laughs> there's a worm coming out of that dick. I don't want that dick. <laughs> Oh my god, it's awesome. <laughs> yeah, literally, that is being depicted for a dick tree. <laughs> Look at her. She's trying to get the dick. <laughs> it uh, says that another woman is standing over to the side who appears to be uninvolved, but if you look at the picture a little lesbian. closer... Well, no, if you look at the picture a little oh, closer, you'll them. see that one of the fruits is protruding from her bottom. Oh, so she found one. <laughs> she found, she found one. what she liked and she's content now. Or she slipped on a rock yeah, one and landed on a fresh one. She <laughs> <laughs> slipped on the peel of a rotten dick. <laughs> slipped and landed on a fresh dick. Yeah. <laughs> 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 All these crazy things that used to happen in the Middle Ages. <laughs> oh my god, that, that entire scenario, like redoing that painting as just a five minute skit. It's really like with everyone being a character in the picture. I think like Monty Python Salad Days, the skit where it's just like all weird, like crazy music playing in the background, yeah. hilarity at like super high speeds. Oh my god. Uh, yeah, okay, that could all be amazing. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm very happy at the time we spent on that, even though it means we probably have to like uh, breeze through a couple of these stories. I want to get to witch camps for sure. So Yeah, we're uh, definitely skipping the next story, and if anyone was caring if they uh, heard it, eh, you didn't really want to know it. It was about a 1982 witch trial. Yeah, well, I actually want to look more into that because... Um, some can come back to it. Because... Um, I actually want to look deeper into that anyway, and maybe uh, it'll be like a random story tucked in because it was about like a nanny or something, a, British, a Scottish nanny. So. It actually read to me more as a poltergeist story. Yes. And in one of the uh, parts of the story, someone actually dipped into that territory and said it's possibly not a witch story, but was, she was haunted by a poltergeist. I was going to say, it was actually more of a haunting because all of this supernatural stuff, and even but she they reported her as a witch. Yes, but even at one point, she reported supernatural stuff happening to her. But essentially, this woman had supernatural stuff following her Here, around named let's, and nanny. Let's so, put it up for yeah. Empty yeah. Promises or yeah. next week. Yeah, maybe uh, or that, the week that's after. Yeah, the, whichever, maybe when we get to supernatural ghosty type stuff for this month, we'll do that. Let's so. just say that in 1984, a woman in England was put on trial yes. for being Scotland, a witch yeah. in a real court or, in an iron bar cage yes. to prevent her from using magic. Yes. In the 80s. 1984. That's when Ghostbusters came out. 1984. Fuck people! What are we really surprised Trump is almost president? That was happening like thirty years ago. I was yeah. a kid when that happened. We were putting women on trial for witchcraft yeah. when I was a kid. Well, we weren't. And I think now you did it in like Italy. I think, no, I wasn't in England. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was rooting it on with my ad at my tauntaun in America. Yeah, I was reenacting the trial using Star Wars figures. But we do have some more modern... So we're going to bring back to the modern age regardless. Uh, even more modern than 1984. We are. We're so. going to move actually into uh, pretty much this year. Uh, da, da, that's the link I had open. I am so sorry. Uh, Peru. A grandma in Peru was burned alive 73, in a massive yes. bonfire. It's an Amazon rainforest. In Peru right. specifically. Yeah. And it was because but, but, I, was, I, I, The reason I say that is because it was more about the, the... In the Amazon, that's almost its own little entity because Peru itself is, you know, it's 
it's progressive. I like, I like how you're trying you to know, paint a picture, but yes. that's like saying that something happened in the mountains of Vermont and in the Appalachians. No, no, I I would say like we have the Appalachian Mountains. I, I would say state. something. I would say something happened in. Well, you couldn't really say that because we're not vast like the Amazon. So I'm vast yes. like the Amazon. But but in an Amazon rainforest, it still was uh, Want to a see backwards. How vast thing. Yes. I am. Yes, I, I uh, uh, absolutely do not. But anyway, yes. So anyway, yes. In Peru, um, nearby in the Amazon rainforest in Peru, a uh, 73-year-old woman who was accused of being a witch, was in fact burned alive. Not burned at a stake, just dumped onto a bonfire. Thrown on a bonfire. Yeah, and and this was like not like a person that did it. This was this is why I was saying earlier why people who are like, we're a democracy. We're not. We're a republic. We've always been a republic. We use democratic elements in the republic. The reason why being a democracy is not always <sighs> a great thing is because when you're a democracy, what you're literally saying is all the will of the people always is the law. As opposed to a republic where we actually elect people to make laws for us. True. And the reason why people are like, well, I thought this was democracy. We've never been a fucking democracy. Learn your goddamn history. But when you're a democracy, what you can do is you can get a town of 20 people together, a very small group of people that is in quote unquote a town, and say, hey, we have voted to eliminate this woman, which is what they decided to do, because people around the village were having stomach cramps. Yep. Stuff like that. And they were like, that's an old lady. She did it. And they were like, okay, probably. And they tossed her on a fire. And they didn't just toss her on a fire. They tossed her on for three days straight to make sure that every bit yep. of her was gone. And, and they found a, a they few, found a bone. This so. was just a few days ago. Yeah. Now, what actually makes this more horrific is that we looked into, which is as far as I think we possibly could have through our internet research, and we just stumbled on something kind of disturbing, and that is the fact that there are prison camps in Ghana currently for witches. And I'm not talking about a few. Thousands of women are currently yeah, living. I believe in they said eight, 800 women, up to 500 children, um, and what they're like uh, groups around the world, like these uh, aid groups, are calling a form of human right abuse that must be kicked against by all. So um, yes, this is happening in northern Ghana, where there are currently five active prison camps specifically opened and run to hold these witches. Um, most of them are actually people who are commonly believed to have been imprisoned by relatives who simply called them witches to get them in the camp so that they could take their dead husband's possessions. Yeah. Uh, widowers, to be yeah. precise. Yeah. Uh, in other cases, it's people who've done just odd behavioral things or had odd ideas or said odd things. And when I say odd, things that would be seen as quite normal, say, in a Western society. Or if you were a man saying it in or that if you were a society. Man. Yeah, but the second a woman says it is again going to that misogyny these rules that are pretty much like, oh, if it's something a woman does, then we can just chalk it up to witchcraft so we can toss them in a camp. Yeah, before researching witchcraft in this sense, I've always had this idea that it definitely is, uh, anytime witches are being put down, it's a weird form of misogyny, and any practice of witchcraft seems like a, uh, an interesting form of uh, women's rights, if you will. Yeah. But uh, this is one of the biggest, most glaring examples in the modern age that I've ever heard of. I did not know before literally doing the research for this show that there were prison, like internment camps, like like gulags for witches. Yeah. yeah. It's it's disgusting and it's horrible. Like, I just, I, I don't mean to be a downer yeah, for and, a show and, which and is normally and, comedy. But, but it, it is not like, it, it, <coughs> these are, and these are not like women who have done terrible things they just chalked it up to witchcraft to somebody who's like she is acting weird or she gave me stomach cramps and they I mean a percentage of these are but like one of them was someone who had laid hands on someone just Mm -hmm. before they died meaning they just simply touched someone they died and in like western society or even eastern I mean Africa kind of falls between the two almost um, you would take that as a sign of like let's go to the hospital see what he died of oh heart attack you touch them at the same time, coincidence. That's but for them, it's like, oh yeah. my god, you're a witch, you killed them. Yeah, or, you... or you said, like, tomorrow it looks like it's going to rain. And they're like, how the frick would you know that? And then it rains. All weathermen are actually probably not uh, No, no guilty. weathermen. <laughs> None. <laughs> they're always, they're like, they're so getting, yeah. wrong. They they're all so wrong. get a pass. Yeah. Unless they're you wrong. live in San Diego, all weathermen in San Diego are witches. Because yeah. sunny and clear, yeah. beautiful 80 degrees, witch. Yep, that fucker. Jeez. Uh, and uh, one camp actually was closed down in 2014. There was a British charity called Action Aid. Um, but apparently there's a huge resistance in the community to actually 
to, to close them down, even from villagers who even fear these places and fear being put into them. But they, the thing they fear even more are the witches running wild. It's kind of like when you hear about a... Uh, like uh, an insane asylum getting shut down. You're like, where are the people gonna go? They're like, we're gonna let them out in your in your ranks, and they're just gonna be wandering around. And people, you know, expect these sociopaths to be out there stabbing in the street. And really, what it means, you just have people with mental health problems running around that don't get the help they need. And in this case, people are like they're gonna be witches running wild and putting hexes on us. And obviously, not the case. But unfortunately, when you're facing resistance from the people in the town itself, it's hard to even chalk it up uh, as like a uh, obviously uh, human rights abuse, but Culturally, the culture is actually sort of accepting it to make it even more difficult to shut these places down. Yeah, it's it's a it's a sad human rights. Crisis. Hey, but you know what? Crisis. This is oh, sad. Yeah, you, you, this you, you, is. You want to want to talk about something happy? You know what? But but hey, hey, are we really gonna spin which, a human rights crisis? Well, when you told me something that this show was gonna be about witch camps, I had a different thing in mind. Oh, you mean like summer camps? Yeah. You mean like campgrounds? Oh, you know, you like, like how to how to become parts? a witch and stuff like that. Yeah. Oh, okay. You know? So yeah, we uh, we actually did the uh, full Google search on witch camp, and we ended up finding both the uh, horrible state in Ghana, and we found in the state of California uh, the witch camps, like yeah. literal California witch, witch camp dot org. Yeah. Uh, if you're curious, uh, I'm clicking on general info right now, and what I have in front of me is general information about witch camp, California. Yeah, California witch camp is gonna be fucking beautiful. <laughs> like this is a totally extraordinary event for extraordinary people like if you shared a week of reclaiming the style earth-based spirituality and magic and you come and study magic and ritual in a week-long intensive witch camp it's offered all genders and it's like all levels of experience and if newcomers want to come they can learn basic skills magics and rituals you can work with the elements and you know movement and sound and like mythological and historical framework uh, if you're really advanced we have classes for you too but you gotta come and be a camper and like yeah you gotta be i a camper. mean we're gonna make like paper mache like brooms and we're gonna like oh make God. circles with gonna, salt like, like, and then emoji, we're gonna rim martini like, glasses and emoji by the lake. And, uh, uh we make light of this but there really are witch camps and as far as I can tell, I don't see anything about them that actually makes someone who might be uh, respective or interested in witchcraft uh, enticed enough to go because it feels like a money grab. Yeah, it, yeah. You can you can coat anything you want with like the experience and come and do this, but they really don't make it look. Which is interesting because I wonder in in Canada, real in, in Canada, the reason the guy uh, the reason the witchcraft law came up is to bring it full cir circle is because the, a guy essentially got. Uh, arrested on fraud charges of swindling people out of their money, and they charged one of the charges was on uh, fraudulent witchcraft as well. And I'm not saying this is fraudulent because if it's a camp where you can just hang out with like-minded people, then I think that's great. Like if you're like I'm a, a Wiccan or a witch, and I think this is going to be fun, and I can hang out with people who like the same stuff, just go ahead and do it. It's going to be great. So if you're into that, check it out. California Witch Camp, or, or just Google Witch Camp. There's some other ones. In other but there's states, a series so. of questions here. Okay, who goes to witch camp? Witches, adults. Oh, okay. 18 and up. I like your answer better. Uh, <laughs> what is what is it like at the location in Mendocino, California? It's fucking uh, amazing. It's California. It's probably uh, 70 and sunny. They say beautiful. Uh, is the camp wheelchair accessible? No, witches can always walk. I saw it on the news. You know, they just kind of say it's going to be difficult. Most of the camp is <laughs> rustic dirt paths and wooden bridges, not wheelchair accessible. So you can get to the camp and in the camp, but as far as getting around the camp. Most of the bathroom sure the blocks are up 40-foot slopes, which can be difficult. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> Who puts their bathrooms on <laughs> slopes? <laughs> People have gotten around in the past with walking sti st sticks and crutches at previous... No, wait. At pervious camps <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you stumbled across this and we're really digging into the California witch camp I really here. hope that's a typo in pervious is pervious a word just played up I pervious I'm pretty previous. pretty much previous but pervious uh, uh, I I mean impervious I know but we will also do our best to support your needs and will no need to notify us months in advance if you have special needs hmm. okay 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 pervious um, allowing water to pass through <laughs> That's a typo. The, the, yeah, the pervious camps. Um, well, that means lots of water. So, like, if you're in a wheelchair, you better 
Yeah. It better be like a... Up a 40-foot slope filled with water. It better be like one of those Chucks in Mask. Yeah. Remember the 80s cartoon Mask? I do. Uh, how much does Witch Camp cost? Uh, Date sensitive. Too slow. <laughs> Next. <laughs> what does the fee include? Uh, witch stuff. Like a hat. And All a meals. Vegetarian. Okay. Only. He's, he's like a sort of like... So this... This kind of makes me think once again it might be closer to like Wiccan where it's yeah. of the earth and that kind of this thing. This one actually might be slightly more legit, but all meals are included in the price, which are vegetarian, including uh, workshops, rituals, and accommodations for the week. Uh, uh, what is a cancellation policy? Uh, don't cancel, please. Yeah, and they have the res- reserve the right to refuse anyone who attends. All right, well, that settles Like it. if you show up for We're a wheelchair, you dink. Lost at Home podcast is going to witch camp this summer. Yeah, we'll report in fake under, wheelchairs. <laughs> undercover at witch camp. Are they wheelchair accessible? The roof blown off these motherfuckers by not frontline. The Lost at Home podcast production. Now on that note, we appreciate everyone who tuned in and make sure to tune in next week. Um, if you decide to stay on this long, we might as well give you our rigmarole. Yeah, uh, Twitter, rigmarole. at the Lost at Home. Uh, uh, website, yeah. lostathomepodcast.com. Uh, Instagram, Sonic Jalopy for Jer. Yep. Legend Tripper underscore in the middle oh, for and, me. And by the way, and that's I, not a really long tw- Instagram handle. It's yeah. Legend <laughs> underscore Tripper. Tripper. Yes. Not Legend Tripper <laughs> underscore <laughs> in the middle if you care. If, if you care. Which I actually want to see if that's taken. I would be really surprised if it was. Um, I do want to mention people should, if, if you do care to check it out, uh, uh, check out my Instagram this month because this is officially Inktober. If anybody out there is an artist, hashtag your thing Inktober, Inktober 2016. Go to Inktober.com. Look at the 31 prompts they have for uh, doing Inktober and do an ink drawing every day and tag it on Inktober. Uh, thank you to the person who created that about uh, seven years ago. It's pretty awesome. I am uh, rebelling on Inktober, and if you want to go to uh, legend underscore tripper, I am penciling and then uh, digitally coloring all of my things, skipping yeah. the inking process specifically. It's Digitober, which doesn't Dig- even have a like a pun in it. <laughs> you just Digitober. Digitober, catch them all. Actually, I think like does. <laughs> I think like Digicember would work. Like Digicember. But I'm also doing the alphabet friends from the 1982 american kindergarten class alphabet learning uh instructional program uh very specific niche but uh if you go online and type in alphabet friends you can find it on uh, youtube you'll find a video with the songs even attached i'm doing a through z uh taking the original picture and making a horror version of it doing pencils and digital coloring all right Yes, awesome. I'm three Very in. Cool. I just finished uh, C is for Cotton Candy. Oh, dude, that's awesome. That sounds cool. I actually want to I want to check that out. Tonight I'm doing uh, D is for Donuts. Cool. It's a man made of donuts. Nice, nice. Uh, I believe this is uh, this is the fourth when we're recording this. It is um, like Hunger or something like that, I believe, is the Inktober prompt. So I need to check that out. Um, I, I missed the first three days that I was moving. So, uh, but yeah. I really, yeah. So, uh, all of that. And yep. uh, tune in next week where we do yet another episode of the Lost Zone Podcast where we make you smarter. Yeah, maybe. We'll and see. In the meantime, enjoy one of my favorite bands uh, ever. They're so fucking cool. This is Rasputina with their song Rats. Uh, again, I gave you a little bit of a, a historical spiel in the middle. That's what this song is about and where I found out about this stuff. Take care. Bye.
Thank you.